You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. College football fans, welcome into the show. It's officially week one of the college football season. You know, it can't come fast enough. It's been a long summer. We're all officially ready for football. Week zero was fun. You know, it was nice to get some games in. Not the greatest slate of games, but nonetheless, it was football. So I'm I'm extremely fired up about week one where we have some some awesome games to look forward to. And uh, welcome back to Sunny and Semenza for year two. Let me welcome in my partner of ESPN3, former great pirate of ECU, Jay Sunhalter. Jay, what's up, man? What up, my brother? Well, you're a great pirate. And hey, listen, I'm so glad it's week one because week zero was a dud for me as far as my picks go. So that was my preseason, my uh, my preseason getting ready for week one. But a lot of good games this week. Last week, not much going on, but there's going to be a lot of good ones this this weekend. Absolutely, Jay. And you know, like, hey, everybody else gets a preseason game, a tune up week. Why can't we? I mean, yeah. I mean, who who the <laughs> heck knows what's going to happen? Ohio or New Mexico State or any of these teams. Now we got some real teams that are playing Saturday, so I can't wait. Absolutely. I mean, those were some, and we talked about this before the show last week. Those were some really tough games to pick. A lot of off the radar teams that we don't normally, you know, talk about I, on this show. I, I didn't even know some of those teams again. had football teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ho hopefully, we don't talk about them again for the hey, rest of the year. I'm, I'm very proud of our uh, three and three for four record. <laughs> three and four. So we, we, we almost broke even, but uh, we'll be better this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope so, Jay. And, you know, Jay, for me, when I look at week zero, I think, you know, I, I think the biggest game that was on everybody's mind that everybody was looking forward to was Notre Dame Navy. And, you know, if you watch that game, you have to come away impressed with how Notre Dame looked in, in, in week zero. And and conversely, you know, Navy did not look good, Jay. They looked awful, in my opinion. Um you know, obviously some changes with that coaching staff. They're always a team that gets ready or gets better as the season goes along, but they looked very bad in my opinion. What do you think? Well, I, I think they are going to get better as this year goes on. I think Notre Dame is even better than we could have predicted. I mean, I think they're a legit – I know they rank 13th. I think they're a top-10 team that's going to have a chance at the playoff. And I know you were high on them in the pre. They're a different team with Hartman in there as quarterback. So I think Navy's gonna come on, gonna come on here, you know, as the season goes on. But I think Notre Dame's a real deal. Yeah, no doubt. I'll tell you, the other team that really surprised me, Jay, was was UMass. Uh, you know, they they looked much improved. They really took it to New Mexico State and uh on the road. I, I that was my lock of the week. I, I thought UMass was gonna lose that game. They were a six and a half point dog. Um, they went down there and took care of business. 
Yeah, the, I was shocked at that. And I mean, on the road, and you know, I mean, that was one where UMass has been bad for a while. So for them to go over there and do that, that was pretty impressive. But I mean, I, I don't really know too much about UMass, so <laughs> maybe they're not surprised in that locker room. But on the outside, that was a good win for them. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, we both finished the week three and four, as mentioned. Uh, I think it's going to get – I think we're going to continue to improve as the season goes on. That was a tough slate of games. This week, uh, for everybody who's tuning in, we're going to look at seven games. I think we have some really good games to look at. And uh, what we do is we pick these games against the spread. So, you know, it's not about just picking the winner. It's about picking against the spread. So a little more difficult. And, uh, you know, with that said, Jay, you know, everybody's excited. Let's go ahead and get into it, man. Um, I'm, I'm fired up, especially for this game. Now, this game's going to come on Monday night. Um, it's on a neutral field. Uh, these two teams opened the season against each other last year in an absolute dogfight. Uh, Florida State went on to win 24 to 23. But here we go LSU J versus Florida State. Okay. And like I said, this is uh, on a neutral site, a neutral field. And uh, we'll get the graphic up there, but it's LSU minus two and a half. Well, this is a tough one, and I mean, this is a sneaky, uh, you know, big game. I mean, for for both programs because both teams are ranked within the top eight. I just think that Florida State is good, but I don't know if they're ready. And last year they won that game when you know more of the pressure was on LSU and Brian Kelly in his first game, and they won it in in New Orleans. But I think LSU can legitimately win the national championship this year. I think they're a step ahead, and I think they're going to be pissed off at last year's results. So I, I think LSU is going to win this game and cover and win by two and a half or win by three or more. So a little a little redemption here, Jay, for LSU? I think so. I think Jada Daniels really good at quarterback, and I think they're going to be – you know, I think they're going to be on a tear this year, and it's going to start off week one. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, this is a – it's a really intriguing matchup. I mean, you look at both of these teams, they're both – well stocked. I mean, two outstanding quarterbacks, you know, Jaden Daniels, and then on Florida State, you have Jordan Travis. Um, so so you're gonna see really good quarterback play in this game. Both teams return um eight starters on offense, seven for LSU on defense, and nine for Florida State on defense. So both teams bring back quarterbacks and some veteran leadership. Um, so so you know, you're looking at two very solid teams here. You know, Brian Kelly, um, I think he he really, you know, did a nice job in year one at LSU. They went 10 and four. Um, and, you know, one of the things when you look at them, they landed 19 transfers in the offseason, Jay. So they hit the portal hard um, to try to improve that roster. And I agree with you. I think LSU is a step ahead. Um, I just think that, you know, you have two very good teams, but I think on both lines, I think up front, on the offensive line and especially defensive line, LSU has got some dogs. And, you know, I think they're going to be just a little step ahead. And I think they'll cover the two and a half, Jay. So same page here. I think it's going to be a great game, though. So I can't wait to watch this one. Yeah, it's it's going to be a fun one to watch. We have to wait till Monday night. But, uh, you know, I do love, Jay, how it's set up this weekend where, you know, the games start on Thursday, you know, Friday and then it rolls all the way through Saturday into Monday. 
So it's it's kind of like five straight days of of college football. So you can't beat that, right? Yeah, that's amazing. We bet we've had like seven months off, so I can't wait for there to be games every day. Thank goodness. <laughs> thank God. Thank God. So uh so looking at the next one, we have Penn State versus West Virginia. This game is in Happy Valley. Uh Penn State by 20. You know, Jay, I'll, I'll jump on this one first. Um, Penn State, you know, I, I'll tell you, I did some research on them. Very, very impressed with with their football team. They have a chance, you know, if when you look at them throughout the entire season, if they're able to beat one of Ohio State or Michigan, if they're able to win one of those games, they have a chance outside looking in to make the college football playoff. They are loaded with talent. They were 11-2 and two last year. They returned 16 starters. They have a uh, freshman quarterback, Drew Alar. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. You know, if people aren't familiar with him, he was a five-star recruit. He was the number one quarterback recruit in the country a few years ago and the number three overall recruit. Um, so this is a big, big-time talent, Six foot five, 240 pounds. Um, Penn State's got some road graders up front. I really like this team. If they get if they get quarterback play from Drew Alar, like really solid quarterback play, even though he's young, but if he lives up to expectations, this is going to be a team to watch out for. So I'm I'm bullish on Penn State. You know, you have West Virginia coming in, Jay. It's Neil Brown's what it's fourth or fifth year. Um, you know, they they returned 13 starters. They were only five and seven last year. So, you know, I think Penn State's gonna gonna be a little too much for them especially at home, you're going to have a fired up crowd. I'm going Penn State minus the 20. I think everything you just said about Penn State is real. I think they have a great chance to beat Ohio State or Michigan at some point this year, and they've got a left tackle that's going to be a top five pick. You talked about the quarterback. Talent is there if he can you know, start off strong. And, and you know, not make mistakes throughout the year. He's got the talent, so I think Penn State is another team like LSU that's kind of laying under the radar, but they've got a real chance to make the playoff. Um, I, I think in this game, though, I, I'm I'm going to go with West Virginia to cover, and I just think West Virginia has talent. There's a lot to prove, and Penn State's got a freshman quarterback, and yeah, it's a night game, and Penn State's so tough to beat at night at home in Happy Valley. But I think that that's a big spread, and I think West Virginia's got enough talent to to you know score some points, and I think they're going to cover. I'm going to do a I'm going to do a Lee Corso, Jay. Nice pick, very nice pick. <laughs> I can't argue with you at all, man. I really can't. It's a, that's one of those games that that's a twenty is a lot. It's like it could go either way when you look at it. Um, so I think that's a good pick on your part. You know, for me, it was just kind of a 50-50 thing, and going with the home team so good job on that one um <clears throat> so next very very interesting game jay the rematch of last year we have the florida gators year two of billy napier heading out west to take on the utah utes Jay, it's uh, Utah minus six and a half at home. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, boy, this is a tough one. I mean, Utah is so good, and so is Florida, but uh, Utah is ranked 14th, and they're good at home. And I think Florida 
is a team that, you know, last year wasn't their year, but year two under Billy Napier with a great recruiting class coming in, they should be a lot better. That's a lot of points, though. But I think Utah is going to be able to cover this. I think Utah is going to win at home. I think it's good. that's a tough matchup for Florida on the road with a new quarterback, um, Graham Mertz. But I, I think Utah can do this, and I think they'll cover. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, I think for me, when I look at Utah, my biggest question is, is Cam rising? You know, he tore his ACL in the bowl game. And <clears throat> here we are. What? I mean, is it, is it even eight months later? And now he's going to start a college football game. Um, it's amazing what what these surgeons are able to do with ACLs now. I mean, you have guys coming back in six, seven, eight months. It's unbelievable. Um, so, you know, I think the question for me when I look at this game is how healthy is Cam Rising? You know, is he at 90%? Is he at 80%? Um, we just won't know until we watch this game. But, you know, I, I think, you know, He's going to be good enough, especially at home. Um, this team returns 16 starters, Jay. And um, if you, you know, I, I had a chance to, to read through Phil Steele's magazine. And, uh, you know, I, I trust his judgment with this stuff. And Phil Steele has their O-line. Now listen to this. How about this? Their O-line, D-line, linebackers, and DBs ranked number one in the Pac-12. So this is a team that has a lot of talent. They have quarterback, they have starters back, and they're at home against a, you know, a Florida team in transition with a new quarterback who I'm not in love with. Um, I'm going to go Utah to get it done, minus six and a half. Great pick. So we're, we're, both, uh, we're both in agreement, buddy. We're both in agreement. Although my wife might uh, divorce me because she's a Florida Gator, so she's not going to be too happy with that. But... <laughs> You'll be fine. Just don't tell her. <laughs> yeah, unless she listens to the show, she won't. She won't know. So uh, you know, it's all good. <laughs> so uh, looking forward a little bit here, Jay, to the next one. We have another. I I always enjoy this matchup. So UNC versus South Carolina. Um, I believe it's in Charlotte on a neutral field, and it's North Carolina minus two and a half. Jay, what do you think of this one? Well, I'll tell you, it's going to be a close game. I know that. Um, it's yeah, it's down at at the Panther Stadium in Charlotte. Great crowd there, and you know, easy for both schools to get there. Um, I'm really excited to watch Spencer Rattler and Drake May in this one. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, I, I'll tell you what, I. I, I I'm not sure who's going to win, but I, I think South Carolina can cover that. I'm going to go with the Gamecocks, but I think it's going to be an exciting game that goes back and forth, and it's going to be one of the best games of the day. I just think a South Carolina team, they, they weren't great on defense last year, but neither was UNC on defense, but I, I think South Carolina will find a way to either win the game or at least cover. Um, so I'm going to go Gamecocks to cover. Yeah, I think that's a really good pick. This is a tough one. This is a really tough one. I, I feel like no team does less with their talent than North Carolina. And um, you know, you look at you look at Mac Brown, you know, in this stint, he's in his fifth year now, which is hard to believe. Um back at North Carolina. His record is 30 and 22. So he's not exactly, you know, shocking the world, you know, with this comeback. And and I do think that they're underachieving a little bit. 
you know, they were bad down the stretch. If you look to last year, they lost to Georgia Tech, NC State, and Clemson coming down the stretch. So they they struggled a little bit. <clears throat> By all accounts, Drake May is the top quarterback prospect in the draft, according to a lot of, you know, the experts. Um, so you're going to get, you know, when you look at this game, you're going to get good quarterback play. Spencer Rattler and Drake, Drake May, I think you'll see some points here. Um, I really, conversely, I really like Shane Beamer as a coach, Jay. I think, I think this team plays hard for him. I think he's, he's the type of guy, he's a player's coach. You know, like when I look at videos and the things he's doing with that program, I would want to play for him. Um, I think he brings a lot of excitement. There's some renewed enthusiasm in that program. Um, they did lose a lot on defense. They only returned four starters. Um, but they played well down the stretch last year against some big teams. If you remember, Jay, you remember when they smoked Tennessee? They hung like 60 on them. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they've got a lot of fight to them. I'm a, I'm a big believer in South Carolina, what Shane Beamer's doing down there. I mean, the thing is, North Carolina has Drake May, and he's he's the difference maker. But I just think Spencer Rattler's good. I think South Carolina – has kind of a special chemistry down there. That's why I think they're going to cover it. But, I mean, this is a tough one to pick because I do think Drake May is that special at quarterback. Yeah, I agree. It's tough. I'm still struggling with but But I'm going to go – I am going to go North Carolina minus two and a half. I think it could go either way. Probably will come down to a field goal. But because of Drake May, you know, I think – I think he's a really good quarterback, and I think that they'll find a way to win just by a few, just by enough to cover that spread. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll disagree on this one. I'll take the Tar Heels, which I always hate to do, Jay. All right. Um, all right. Next one up here. What do we have next here, boys? What do we have next? All right. We have. <clears throat> University of Texas, San Antonio at Houston, and it's UTSA minus one and a half. Um, it seems like every time these two teams play, it's it's a bar, barn burner, like two evenly matched teams. What do you think about this one, Jay? Boy, I'll tell you, this is going to be a good one. This is a, a, a nice game out in Texas between those two schools that, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad they're playing, and I think that's a good week one matchup. I, you know, I think, I think UTSA is a really good team, and I think Houston – is a team that's you know up and down with Dana Holgerson and Jeff Trailer out there. UTSA is ever since he got there, they've been solid and they won a ton of games. It's at Houston though, and, and you know anytime you're on the road, you, you, you that's going to be tough. But I'm going to go with the Road Runners on this one. I think they're going to be able to cover and one and a half. You know, isn't much. You know, you kind of think, hey, Houston should be able to do it at home. But I'm going to go with UTSA to cover. I like it. I like it, and. Uh... Our producer, Bubba Rosenbaum, mentioned in the comments that uh, Houston did survive last year at the Alamo Dome. And it was it was it really was an instant classic. I mean, that was a that was a great game and um, could have went either way. But I, I'm with you on this, Jay. I, I like UTSA in Houston. Um, it's a pretty loaded team. I, I want to say they have nine starters back on on each side of the ball. The quarterback is back. So they have continuity. Um Really solid team. And then you look at Houston. You know, they lost their longtime quarterback, um, lost some stud wide receivers. I think they're only returning like four starters on offense. So I think 
Houston, in some ways, reminds me a little bit of ECU in terms of they had some longtime studs offensively that have now moved on to the next level or graduated. And they do have talent. But the question is, how long does it take for that talent to come together? So I don't think they'll be, you know, ready to put it all together in week one. So I'm going to take UTSA. And I actually think this spread is a little light. You know, I think UTSA will cover this by a touchdown or more. Yeah, they're a great program. I mean, they all they do is win. And, you know, again, I, I've just been impressed by what they've been able to do out there, Jeff Taylor, Taylor and that, that program just seems to win close games. Even though Houston won last year, I think it's going to be another close game. Yeah, I mean, how about the fact that they come now into the American Conference, Jay, and they're picked to win the conference. I mean, their first year, if you look at all the – and listen, I mean, you and I both know preseason publications, they can be hit or miss and um, not always accurate, but it's pretty impressive. It also bothers me a little bit that they can come into the American and be picked to win the conference. So that's, that's something to, uh, to watch out for, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Jay, do you think they're a team that would you put them in the lead right now to, to win the conference? Well, I mean, based off of their track record, I would, but that does say something to the American. There should be teams that <laughs> should be should be ahead of them preseason wise. But I mean, I think this year it's it's going to be year transition with these new teams coming in, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if that preseason poll isn't anywhere close to being accurate because I think some of the teams that are picked out on the bottom are going to be a lot better, and then some of the teams on the top, I think there's going to be shuffling. So just like in any league, I think you know it's not going to be accurate, but I think the American is is truly wide open. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I would personally go with Tulane. I know they lost a lot, but they've got their quarterback back. But that's that's where I would start. Jay, that's a great segue because that's the next game we're, we're about to go into here. And uh, um, it is Tulane um, against South Alabama. So this is an 8 p.m. game on ESPNU. Um, it's Tulane minus six and a half. And, I'll jump in on this one first. You know, I I actually th – this might surprise you. Um, I think this is going to be a great game. I, I think this is going to be a game that comes down to, you know, deep in the fourth quarter. You know, you look at South Alabama and, you know, if you didn't – read like the average fan out there just thinks, all right, South Alabama, you know, how good can they possibly be? Um, but if you take a deeper dive, this is a team that returns – 18 starters and their quarterback. Um, I want to say they were 10 and three last year off the top of my head. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but they had a very good record. Um, I think they match up pretty well with Tulane from a talent perspective. Um, Michael Pratt, obviously outstanding quarterback Tulane coming off the huge bowl win, really solid team. In no way is this a disrespect towards Tulane. But I think South Alabama is a very good team, and I think they're going to cover the spread. So I have, you know, this this might be my, I guess, my surprise pick of the week. But I think South Alabama plus plus six and a half uh, can get it done. I agree with you. I think they've got a ton of guys back, and I think too also. You know, this isn't a huge thing, but it is a thing. Anytime you have a huge victory in the bowl game, you know, sometimes. Of course, Tulane will be motivated going into Week One, but sometimes there is a little bit of a hangover in that. And I think South, South Alabama 
will be motivated. They're going to be on alert because they watched the film of Tulane against USC. And I think Tulane's going to win, but I just think the South Alabama is going to be able to cover that. So I agree with you. We're agreeing a lot this week, man. We're, we're agreeing a lot. Um, so uh, we, we need to, you know, we need to, to make up for last week a little bit and, and, and have a winning record. So hopefully that happens, buddy. Um, so there's one more game we're going to, we're going to take a look at, and that's, that's the East Carolina versus Michigan game. But before we do Jay, let's, let's take a look at, you know, out of all these, you know, the first, what are the seven games we picked? Um, let's take a look at our lock of the week. So, um, Again, tough games, Jay, but do you have a lock? I think well, I Well, I, I, I don't feel that <laughs> confident in any of these. <laughs> so if you want me to be honest, no, I don't have a lock. But I'll do this. I'll, I'll, I'll go big on this one. I'll say I'm really confident in LSU. I think you, LSU is going to cover. So that'll be my lock. Wow, man. We, we're a great – Oh, that's my lock too. That's my lock too. Um, so I'll say maybe I'm stubborn because last year, same situation, Jay. It was the first week of the season, and LSU was my lock to beat Florida State, and they lost that game. Um, and I guess I'm stubborn because I'm going back for more, but I think this is a redemption game. I think they're better. Um, year two for Brian Kelly, and um, you know it, it is a neutral field. But I think they're going to find a way to get it done, man. So that's that's both of our lock, you know, LSU Tigers, buddy. It is. I just I, – I don't know if I can believe in Florida State yet. And also with LSU, I think Brian Kelly's a really good coach. And I think last year showed how good he was being able to win 10 games with that team. And I think they're going to be even better this year. Plus they're going to have motivation from last year. Yeah, no doubt about it. That's a That's a very good point. Um, so those are our main games, Jay. Now, obviously let's take, let's take a look here locally. Um, we have our pirates, you know, heading up to the big house to play the number two team in the country, Michigan. The spread is 36. Now we don't even have to necessarily pick the spread on this one if you don't want to, but, um, let's just talk a little bit about the game in general, just break it down. Um, Michigan, obviously, Jim Harbaugh uh, suspended for this game, as well as the defensive coordinator and some other staff members. Um, first, Jay, let me ask you this question. Do you think that will have any impact on this game? I think it could. I think Michigan's going to be motivated and, and use the NCAA as motivation for what they did to their coach because I think it's ridiculous that they're getting in trouble for, for this. But I, I'll, I'll say this. You know, you want to have consistency. You want to have that voice. And they're not going to have that leader for three weeks. Now, the ECU game is only one week. But I do think there's going to be an effect. Um, I mean, Michigan would much rather have Jim Harbaugh there than Jesse Minner being the coach. And they're going to try to make, make this out to be a positive and, and the best they can with it. But, I, I mean, they'd rather have Harbaugh there. I just think this game for the Pirates, they're going to have to be stout on the offense and defensive line. If they can, you know, manage the line play, then it's going to give an opportunity for Mason Garcia and the skill players on offense and on defense 
you know, force Michigan into passing situations. But if you can't stop the run or you can't stop the pass rush, you know, it's going to be a long day for any team. Michigan's really good on their line. So the Pirates, that's going to be the areas that, that I'm really looking forward to watching is the offense and defensive line. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And, and you know, uh, you know, let's face it, Michigan has – they're loaded with four- and five-star guys on both sides of the ball. <clears throat> I think, you know, when I look at East Carolina this year, there's just so many unknowns. And, and I think this is a team that – it's it's hard to know where you're at right now with, first of all, let's start with quarterback, Mason Garcia, um, very talented guy, very talented. We've all heard about the rocket arm, big kid. Um, you know, he's been in the system, but not a lot of experience. So the question is, how long will it take Mason to be comfortable on Saturdays? You know, it's one thing to do it in practice, but how long does it take until you're comfortable on Saturdays? And and then you have so many new faces on the offensive line and at wide receiver that there's I just can't pick the Pirates to win this game. I just can't do it. Um, I do think defensively ECU will be better. I think they've added some speed at linebacker and at DB. I really like the defensive line a lot. I think that's the strength of this football team. And I think they'll be able to rotate a lot of guys. So I think defensively, we, we probably will play better than most people think. The question is, I, I agree with you. Can we score points and can we keep it? Um, can we keep it competitive and within striking distance, you know, to give yourself a chance in the fourth quarter? So, um, you know, I, I, I know that you know, the easy thing to do would be for us to say, oh, East Carolina is going to go win this game. I, they're not going to win this game, in my opinion. Um, stranger things have happened. But um, what you really want to do, and this is my hope, Jay, is that you go up to Michigan, you play well on both sides of the ball, you compete, um, you know, you, you show that you prove that you belong on the field with the number two team in the country. And 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 then you kind of get that that experience, that game day experience, heading into week two against Marshall. So that that's really kind of where my head is at when I look at this one. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think the biggest thing is the Pirates have to go up there and maintain confidence and composure early on in the ball game. And and, and this is going to be a great atmosphere. And I'll tell you, as a player, as a coach, you want to be playing against the best in that type of stadium with that environment, that crowd. So I know the players are excited for this, you know, for this opportunity. I, I just think it's along with the players, the coaches, everybody there, there's a certain recipe that the Pirates have to play with. And, you know, I talked about the line play, but the Pirates are going to have to run the ball, shorten this game up and on defense, going to have to get turnovers, special teams. You have to be solid. And then on offense, you know, run the ball and limit the passing opportunities. Because if we go out there and have to throw it 40 or 50 times, it's probably not going to be good for any quarterback, especially not a new one. But if we can run the ball, shorten the game up, stop Michigan when they run, and again, just make this make this more of a shortened game, that's going to give us the best chap opportunity to win. So I just can't wait to see it. I know there's a lot of new guys on the team, and a lot of guys the coaching staff's really positive about. We just haven't seen them or heard about them yet. But this is going to be their opportunity. And you know, another thing is for everybody that wants to play in the NFL for ECU, 
you know, this is the game tape that scouts are going to watch when you're playing the best. So if you have a big game in this one, you're going to get a lot of notice and the scouts are going to be watching this game tape to see what you can do. So it's a great opportunity. I just can't wait for Saturday. It really is. And you make a lot of good points. And I think, you know, Mike Houston, the way he's going to manage this game, I think, you know, he might be a little more conservative offensively to your point. Um, he's going to try to establish the running game, but I think with Mason, really any first time starter at quarterback, well, it's actually his, his second start to be official. He started against Navy two years ago, but I, I, I like the idea of simplicity on offense. Um, a lot of high percentage throws where, you know, it's one read, maybe you check off or you check down to your second option, but high percentage throws where, you can get his confidence high, Jay, but also keep the clock moving. I think you got to be really mindful of the clock in this game, even even early on, you know, in the first half. I think you want to keep your eye on the clock and try to move the ball, uh, move the chains, get first downs. And then defensively, the big thing is, you know, they're going to try to pound you. You don't want to give up big plays over the top. So make them go the length of the field. And, you know, we'll probably see – you know, a few death marches in this game, I have a feeling, where Michigan just – and they do it against everybody, where they just line up two tight ends, they pound the rock, four, five, six, seven yards a carry, and they move the chains that way. But I'd rather see that than big plays over the top where we just get gashed. So, um, you know, I, I, I agree. It's – hey, thank God, Jay, that uh, college football is finally here, right? Yeah, this is the best time of year, and a lot of games this Saturday, and then week two there's going to be NFL on Sunday, so a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity to catch up on all our football. <laughs> so I can't wait. <laughs> Absolutely, buddy. Well, great job this week. That's going to be you know that's going to be a wrap for for week one. Uh, looking forward to watching some ball. Uh, Pyre fans, please follow us on YouTube. Please like and subscribe our YouTube page. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. The Pirates Cove is our group. You can follow us on Twitter or X, as some people call it. It's going to take me a few years to get used to that. Um, but you can follow us wherever podcasts can be found. So appreciate all your support. Um, looking forward to the games this weekend. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And, Jay, you have a great night, my friend. Take care. Thanks, buddy. Good job this week. Look forward to next week. All right, my man. Thank you.